Thank you for listening to Enabled this week. You might think that life without ads would be absolutely ideal, but if you are a person who is blind or visually impaired, you are missing out on very important information, sometimes crucial information, that is presented visually in the ads. There is a person who is working very hard to get audio description for all the ads you might be hearing on TV. Her name is Sam Latif, and here is what an article in Forbes magazine had to say about her. This comes from the website www.forbes.com. The headline reads, The Power of Purpose, How Sam Latif and P&G Are Innovating to Serve the 1.7 Billion People with Disabilities Market. This was written by Afdal Aziz, and it was published in November of 2019. The article starts, One of the most inspiring people I've had the privilege to interview is Sumaira Latif. She is known as Sam, Sam Latif, Procter & Gamble's company accessibility leader in the UK. Latif was born with a rare genetic condition known as retinitis pigmentosa, or RP. This meant she could never see much through a narrow and blurry lens until, at the age of 16 years old, She could suddenly no longer read anything anymore. Passionate, positive, and engaging, Sam Latif provides a perspective on how her experience fueled her career. Here's a quote. My perseverance, resilience, and determination has helped me achieve anything I focus on in my life. My aspiration has always been to lead what I thought I wanted, a normal life. But to do normal things was incredibly difficult as a young blind person. Simple things like reading a book, crossing a road, being able to see the latest fashion or film was impossible to do. I focused on the few things, the few big things, which were important, like how to get through university, how I could work with others to become as independent and capable as possible for the things which really mattered, like finding a job. After a stint working for Arnold Clark, which is Scotland's largest car retailer, thanks to Mr. Clark himself, who offered her the job, she applied for a job at Procter & Gamble. Here's a quote. I had previously gotten accustomed to routine rejections from large companies who would outright tell me that although I interviewed well, they were not used to employing a blind person and wouldn't want me to fail in their organization. After all, there's no way a blind person can operate an XLS file, or so the decision-makers wrongly assumed. Thanks to the effort of Mike Bowden, an IT director who was actively recruiting disabled people into P&G, she was welcomed into the company, with Bowden even taking the time to reassure Latif's parents that she would be safe in London on her own. Latif's perspective proved invaluable to Procter & Gamble as she began helping the company rethink its entire approach to inclusivity. Here's a quote. Now my manager and P&G's chief supply officer, Julio Namath, has been pivotal to encourage, support me, and enable me to explore accessibility for P&G. Julio has championed and supported my work, not least with our CEO and his leadership team. He promoted me into a new role as company accessibility leader, and I am P&G's first blind British Asian woman as an associate director. Latif's personal struggles with products fueled her desire to fix problems for people with disabilities. Here's a quote. 
Now that I was a mum, I used many of our products, some with ease and others with much difficulty. I could never independently read my clear blue pregnancy test result, had a challenging reading the size of the Pampers diaper, differentiating between the Olay day and night creams, herbal essences, shampoo, and conditioners. I began evaluating our products in terms of accessibility. I had recently switched from using Ariel liquid detergent to Ariel pods and found this transition amazing as I no longer was having challenges with measuring out or spilling the liquid detergent. I could just pop a pod into the washing machine. We touch 5 billion consumers around the world and 20% of these consumers will have some form of disability like me. One area where Latif focused her attention was a common problem for many people. Here's a quote. It dawned on me just how annoying it was to always try to find an elastic band to pop on my shampoo bottles to distinguish them from the conditioner bottles. I started wondering what P&G could do, as I knew there were millions of people with low vision in the world who must also be struggling with this. Latif's determination to solve this problem led her to focusing on solving it with a simple design fix. Here's a quote. This year, in the U.S. and in Canada, we implemented tactile strips for shampoo and circles for conditioner on our Herbal Essences Bio Renew bottles, allowing people to be able to differentiate by touch shampoo from conditioner. Latif spoke about some of the other innovations that the company has made. She said, we've launched Herbal Essences and Clear Blue on the Be My Eyes platform, enabling low vision consumers to video call us for hair advice and pregnancy test readings. Latif's work led her to convincing the P&G chief brand officer, Mark Pritchard, of the need to make the company's advertising more inclusive. Here's a quote. We now include audio description on all of our TV advertising, enabling blind and low vision consumers to be able to hear a description of the visual actions, helping to paint a fuller picture of the action. The first advertiser to do this. Now, you'll be hearing more about this in just a few minutes in the next article. But in this article, Latif continued by saying, More recently, we have designed a Gillette Trio razor, it's spelled T-R-E-O, the razor for assisted shaving, which allows a caregiver to share, shave the person they're taking care of so that it becomes easier for both. Mothers taking care of their sons, fathers taking care of their daughters, sons taking care of their elderly fathers, and wives taking care of their husbands. We've learned that caregivers like using the TRIO razor on both men and women, young and old, for those living with conditions raising from Down syndrome to Alzheimer's and much more. One of Latif's breakthrough ideas has been running disability challenges with senior leaders, helping them to walk in the shoes of a consumer or employee who has a disability. Here's a quote, this brings to life the challenges and the impact that small changes can make to making our products more accessible. Combining the stats with an immersive experience, actually experience firsthand what it's like to use one of our products with a disability, this has been extremely insightful for our businesses. It's a no-brainer now. 
Latif has some parting wisdom for other leaders who may want to go on the same journey to make their brands more inclusive. She says, and this quote will end this article, she says, I think more and more leaders and companies can and will embark on this journey. It's a win-win if you do. A win for the disabled consumers, who often have been forgotten. A win for business, as by making products more accessible, you increase the number of people who can use and buy your products. And a win for your organization, as employees love working on more meaningful products and services, where they see the real impact that it has on individuals. They become more passionate, more engaged, and are driven to a more successful outcome. As I mentioned a little while ago, here's more about the audio description in TV ads. This information comes from a website called thedrum.com. The headline reads, The voice of blind people hasn't been heard inside the fight for audio described ads. This was written by Katie Dighton, who published on January 17th in 2020. When P&G's company accessibility leader decided to lead the drive for audio-described ads as standard, she was blown away at the ease in which brands can produce an inclusive spot for blind and visually impaired consumers. The real challenge, she soon found out, lay rooted in the technicalities of the broadcast world. Imagine there was a way to reach hundreds of millions more people with your TV ad by changing nothing at all. Imagine being able to speak directly to the 3% of the U.S. population previously neglected by every other brand. Imagine increasing your media spend by just 0.0001% to boost your audience, not marginally, but significantly. The magic strategy does exist, and it lies in the economics of inclusion. If a company produced an audio description of its next ad for British TV, it would immediately reach an extra 2.2 million people, the community of legally blind or partially sighted consumers. It's a group that has been catered to by Hollywood and TV studios for some time through a toggleable track that describes the content happening on screen. By law, American movie theaters must provide audio description and the headphone equipment to customers with limited sight. For instance, while the majority of Netflix's catalog can be watched with supplemental narration switched on. Yet advertising has, up until now, largely ignored the needs of blind people who cannot process a visual gag, a clever piece of cinematography, or in some cases, a brand's totally silent logo in the final shot. Ignorance of the issue is ingrained in today's TV ad industry, so much so that even those closest to the problem have not fully comprehended its repercussions until very recently. Sumaira Latif, Sam Latif, P&G's company's accessibility leader, has navigated the professional world without sight ever since retinitis pigmentosa rendered her blind before adulthood. But it was only when she was watching an ad for P&G's Flash in 2016 that she realized the entire creative ad would be lost on the people who had low vision. Here's a quote. It's about a muddy dog in a clean white kitchen, she recalls. He shakes off the mud 
and gets all dirty again, and he's singing Flash Gordon by Queen. That's the funny part. It's the dog singing. But I couldn't see that. I didn't get the joke. I didn't know what the fun was all about. That's when I got the inspiration to start making all our ads audio described. An audio described ad is visually identical to a regular spot. The difference just lies in the track that's played behind it. The original audio is played at a slightly lower level while a narrator describes the action not communicated by sounds and speech. This narration can comprise setting the scene, introducing the characters, such as by using the words the villain or a mother, or in the case of an Olay ad from last year, Sarah Michelle Geller, and then explaining the movement of the cast in the ad. When an ad is audio described, Latif says, it suddenly goes from something unengaging to, as she says, something I am very interested in because it makes me feel part of a broader society. I can understand the ad like everybody else. Scripting an audio described ad is a difficult skill to master. Unlike in cinema, where scenes can roll on for minutes without any plot altering action, the narrators of TV spots must clearly summarize every shot and storyline crammed into a 30-second spot, all the while doing everything they can to avoid crashing the original dialogue. Other aspects of communication have to be taken into consideration as well. In the U.S., for instance, the National Federation of the Blind advocates that audio description be used to provide access to critical information that is not already voiced, this is a quote from Chris Danielson, the organization's Director of Public Relations. This is at the National Federation of the Blind. The quote continues, examples include emergency alerts, phone numbers, product warnings, product names and brands, and other on-screen text that relays critical information such as symptoms, side effects, warnings, and other data. In the UK, Audio-described ads are held up to scrutiny by an organization called the Advertising Standards Authority, or the ASA, according to its own guidelines. The ASA notes, for instance, that, quote, audio description should include any essential visual elements, for example, on-screen text, which qualifies spoken claims. But it's not necessarily bureaucratic mandates, such as these that have put advertisers off making audio-described creative ads. While the expense of making a separate audio-described track is, according to Latif, peanuts, she says, on the average 0.0001% of the overall media plan, marketers can be apprehensive about what it takes to make one unaware that there are companies such as Deluxe Media, that's the name of the company, and BTI Studios that specialize in scripting, recording, and even automating narration. And demand for such advertising from the blind community has, unsurprisingly, been low. Here's a quote, no consumer is going to ask for an advertisement, admits Latif, so similarly, no blind consumer is going to ask for the description. But as it's P&G now doing the asking, things have started to change. 
Latif secured buy-in for audio described ads from her employer, the biggest advertiser on the planet. By walking straight into the one place, she felt the voice of blind people hadn't been heard, the boardroom. She put her case to Chief Brand Officer Mark Pritchard, who challenged her to audio describe a P&G Thank You Mom commercial starring the blind Paralympian Lex Gillette. Here's a quote. Within 24 hours, we got the ad audio described, and within a week or so, we had put it out, says Latif. That really helps. Recognition at the highest levels of the company that this is fundamentally the right thing to do, to grow your business and to become more inclusive. Unfortunately, the audio-described Lex Gillette ad was only available to watch online because the networks where the ad was airing didn't carry a separate audio description track. This is the biggest obstacle to airing audio-described commercials. The quote-unquote pipes needed to broadcast a separate audio track are typically switched off by networks during ad breaks. This means that even if a blind person is watching TV with audio description switched on during the programming, they will not be able to listen in. It also means that even if an advertiser has produced an audio described track, there's no guarantee this will be broadcast on every network it has bought media with. A number of networks have overcome the technical issues associated with giving advertisers access to their audio description pipe. In the UK, Channel 4 now offers the service across commercial breaks on E4, on the channel called More 4, the channel called 47, the one called Film 4, and its flagship channel across the majority of the UK. ITV broadcast its first high-definition audio-described ad, a spot for P&G's Fairy Liquid, back in 2017. It has offered the tech to other advertisers ever since. Bill Brown, ITV's head of media standards, laid out the challenges involved with getting the capabilities in place. He says we had to carry out technical upgrade work before we could operationally deliver the new service, including conducting thorough end-to-end -end testing before going live. Secondly, management and process issues had to be addressed to ensure key stakeholders came on the journey with us and operational staff knew exactly what they needed to do. Finally, the other factor we had to guard against was ensuring we didn't introduce any significant risk into our end-to-end -end content supply chain. Latif, Sam Latif, has spent the last few years campaigning closely with the Royal National Institute for the Blind. That's abbreviated RNIB in the UK, which has been pushing brands to audio-describe ads on the buy side. Sonali Rai, the Institute's Audio Description Technology Manager, notes progress. In 2019, she says, John Lewis, Tesco, eBay, KFC, Asta, M&S, Innocent, and others worked hard to ensure that their TV campaigns were accessible for people who rely on audio description to enjoy TV. The RNIB in the UK appreciates the challenges in adding audio description to ads, Rye adds, 
but there is enough experience in the field today to start looking at creative ways to do so and make the content accessible for people with sight loss. A number of grassroots groups have been set up to make audio described technology easier for both brands and broadcasters to implement. In the W3C community, the audio description community group, and something called timed text working group, both comprised of professionals from the media and supplier community, with the latter currently working to create an open standard exchange format for audio description. Here's a quote. The focus of the work is not specifically on any action plans relating to any genre of content in particular, such as getting ads audio described. Rather, it is on facilitating interoperability between tools across the workflow for preparing and distributing audio description to make it easier and hopefully cheaper to audio describe all content in general. This was a quote from Nigel McGitt, who is the group's co-chair and executive product manager at the BBC. Meanwhile, companies such as Don Bourne's transcribing company, it's called Take One, are experimenting with AI, artificial intelligence, to further cut costs for advertisers interested in audio description. This means a script could be voiced by a synthetic yet quote-unquote natural-sounding bot, eliminating the cost of a voiceover artist and speeding up the process. The U.S. market appears less enthused about turning audio-described ads into media buying standard. In its latest report to Congress on the current status of video description, the National Association of Broadcasters, abbreviated the NAB, addressed the topic of advertising only in the context of increasing revenues. For instance, asking whether audio description of more primetime shows would lead to more ad sales. NAB, the National Association of Broadcasters, does not have a position on the audio description of commercials, a spokesperson confirmed. Anecdotally, not many audio-described ads appear to be reaching American audiences. Here's a quote. Right now, the only advertising I know of that is occasionally described with audio description is movie and show trailers. And this is rare, although Apple TV Plus has audio description for all the previews for its original content, says the U.S.-based Danielson. Quote, I have heard audio for description of a trailer come through a cinema headset exactly twice in all the time I've been going to a theater that routinely has audio description for the film that it shows. But now, P&G, Procter & Gamble, has proven its campaigning power in the UK market. American broadcasters may soon follow. The world's largest advertiser is now audio describing all of its ads in the U.S. as well as in the U.K. and Spain and is softly pressuring networks to, quote, have those pipes ready for when we want to send our content through them. We are on a journey to expanding and making this process sustainable, says Sam Latif, but there is a lot of education work to do. Once the infrastructure is in place in the U.S., the U.K., and in Spain, there is the small task of opening up those broadcaster pipelines in every other market, or at least the other 177 countries where P&G products can be purchased. 
And then there's the monumental but necessary challenge of lobbying, the disparate streaming industry. Despite its roots in digital, none of the broadcasters that this website spoke to confirmed advertisers could run audio-described ads on their proprietary streaming platforms. Facebook also does not have the tech built into its infrastructure. However, it is understood the network is looking into building such a system, having already developed automatic alternative text and custom alternative text on Instagram, which allow for people with visual impairments to quote-unquote hear a photo and its caption. It's a daunting task ahead for Procter & Gamble and Latif, given the lackluster speed at which audio-described advertising has progressed so far. But she is determined to make it happen, knowing all too well what it's like to miss out on a shared cultural experience. And now she has a blueprint of action from her experience in the UK. Work with local organizations for the blind engage with broadcasters, and start the conversation among other advertisers. She ends the article with a quote by saying, My vision is for this to roll out as much as possible, she says. The challenge is not for Procter & Gamble not wanting to do it, but the fact that we really can't do this alone. Well, to summarize today's program, you heard about Sam Latif, the accessibility leader for Procter & Gamble and others like her in the advertising world. You found out they're working hard to be sure that you completely understand the ads that are part of your life through accessible advertising. To end the program today, I have a quote for you to think about. Here it is. Doing business without advertising is like winking at a girl in the dark. You know what you're doing, but nobody else does. This is a quote from Stuart Henderson Britt, who lived from 1907 to 1979. He was a well-known professor of marketing and advertising at Northwestern University in Chicago. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great week.